Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you hear the word nuclear, you might think of nuclear family, nuclear power, nuclear bomb, or nuclear accident. If you think about nuclear accidents, I'm sure most of us go right into thinking of Chernobyl or Three Mile Island or maybe the most recent Fukushima incident in 2011. But I would guess not too many know about the other nuclear incident that happened on U.S. soil. Actually, it's not just another accident. It's the largest radioactive spill in U.S. history, and it took place in New Mexico only three months after the Three Mile Island incident. You're probably thinking, wait a second, first of all, I've never heard of a nuclear disaster after the Three Mile Island incident, and I definitely don't immediately think of a nuclear accident when I think of New Mexico. Well, I agree. Most people, I would assume, associate New Mexico with deserts and food, maybe the Roswell incident, or maybe even the first atomic bomb being tested, but nuclear disaster? No way. To make matters even more unbelievable, this horrific accident took place on a Navajo nation near Church Rock, New Mexico. So here's what happened. Oddly enough, 34 years to the day of the first atomic bomb testing in the desert of New Mexico, a dam on the Navajo nation broke. The dam wasn't your typical concrete wall holding back an oasis. It was a dam that held back a nuclear evaporation pond containing 94 million gallons of radioactive waste. And when the dam broke, all 1,100 tons of uranium waste and 94 million gallons of radioactive water made its way into the Puerco River. And unfortunately for the surrounding areas, the river flows downstream fairly rapidly through several communities. You see, during the uranium mining process, mined uranium is turned into what is called yellow slurry, also known as yellow cake. That process is about 93% efficient, which is good, but it leaves, of course, that 7% of highly toxic waste residue, or tailings, as they're called. The tailings are placed into the unlined evaporation ponds and, of course, mixed with the water in the dam. The cause of the collapse is still unknown, but local officials and public records show that the land the dam was built upon was questionable at best. Which leads anyone to believe that the foundation on which this was built was weak to begin with. And with any weak link in any foundation, the imminent crack and eventual collapse near that weak point was bound to happen. As foreign as this story is to us, uranium mining was pretty routine for the Navajo Nation which was about the size of West Virginia. The U.S. started mining uranium in this area in the 1940s and lasted until the 1980s. The U.S. was stockpiling as many nukes as they could muster, 
Estimates suggest that 4 million tons of uranium ore were mined from the Navajo Reservation alone. But this disaster isn't just the obvious groundwater contamination, it's beyond that. Remember, this was a dam collapse. We're talking not just a long-term release of toxic waste, we're talking a sudden rush of radioactive floodwaters and the effects were almost immediate. According to a book entitled Yellow Dirt by Judy Pasternak, the water filled with acids from the milling process twisted a metal culvert in the Puerco River and burned the feet of a little boy who went wading. Sheep keeled over and died and crops curdled along the banks. The surge of radiation was detected as far away as Sanders, Arizona, 50 miles downstream. The IHS, the Indian Health Service, and the state urged Navajos not to drink the water, nor enter it, nor let their animals do so, anywhere downstream from the spill. But the people by the Puerco didn't have many alternatives. End quote. This accident caused a wave of fear and panic, obviously, and remember, this is after decades of mining. So when immediate action was taken to stop all the mining, there were still hundreds, hundreds of empty and possibly hazardous mine shafts, pits, piles of debris, materials, heavy metals that the Navajo would have to deal with at some point. And as of May 2014, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, there are quite a few lingering hazards. And I quote, The Navajo people continue to live with the environmental and health effects from mining operations. More than 500 abandoned mines are located across the reservation, some close to homes and communities, and an unknown number of homes and drinking water sources contain radioactive elements. According to the EPA and other federal agencies, health effects, including lung cancer, bone cancer, and impaired kidney function, can result from exposure to elevated levels of uranium and other radionuclides. There's an effort to clean up the waste right now, but that was met with quite a few challenges, many financial, even to this day. One of the financial problems is the allocation of funds that the government continues to move and remove based on need and urgency. A few years ago, $1 billion was set aside for cleanup of the reservation, which was part of a $5 billion settlement that the federal government reached with a petroleum company to do cleanup nationwide. But the bigger problem was that even a $1 billion price tag addressed only about 10% of the problem, with 90% of the abandoned uranium mines being left untouched. So here we are, more than 40 years later, and the Navajo Nation is still waiting for cleanup to occur, as they live in harm's way every single day. And with our nation's, let's say, conflicted relationship with using nuclear power, I wonder if part of the hesitancy of our decision makers is whether or not they would now be in hot water after knowing about the biggest radioactive spill in American history. This has been a missing chapter short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers.